everybody, you are listening to The History Boys. As usual, I am Christopher Whedon, and I'm here to tell you about a product that's very important to me. Uh, it's called our fucking podcast, History nice. Boys, that you were listening to. Before before I was on and listened to the podcast, how I'm going to try History Boy here, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was a loser. I had no shoes because um, I couldn't afford them. It wasn't a choice that I made. It was something that I, I needed shoes. Now I got shoes. I got multiple pairs. I'm a huge success. Mm-hmm. I believe in this product. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Also, there's supplements that you got to take. I take a lot of supplements. Oh, we got supplements. Oh, there's some history book supplements we're going to be selling you guys. (laughs) It's powdered beans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Comes with a bean blender. The the patented uh, history boy bean blenders. Yeah, you can only, you you can all, the bean bean blender is a history boy. It's true. It can't take canned beans. Gunk up the works. <laughs> Zach. Uh, we have Zach back. We have Hi, all of back. us back. Yeah, all oh, four reunited, of us. all of us. Reunited yeah. and it feels so good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Uh, I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy as always. Thank you so much for listening. I am pretty excited about today's episode, gang. Oh, yeah. It's one that I've, I've kind of planned on doing for sometime yeah at um, least a year as far as i know yeah yeah i'm i mean pretty much i mean i'm, I'm she is one of my favorite uh historical figures mm. um oh the queen but yeah at least yeah, at yeah. least a year queen, the queen. Mm. Yeah, there you go it's either, it's either the queen or a boat or maybe the ocean yeah <laughs> all harsh mistresses uh, yes true <laughs> harsh mistresses all yeah. <laughs> uh, now, today we are doing Nellie Bly. Uh, Nellie Bly was a uh, pioneering journalist, um, specifically investigative journalism. And she, you know, she would like go undercover and like expose wrongs in society and things like that. Oh, um, like Geraldo. <laughs> yeah, Geraldo yeah. wishes mm-hmm. <laughs> he was Nelly Bly. Yeah. Just put makeup over his mustache. Yeah, and put something of consequence inside of Al Capone's vault, mm-hmm. and right. we're halfway yeah. there. Yeah, he puts, um, he puts rap music and blames it on the inner cities. Yeah, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah, he's yeah he's uh he's a piece of shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so so if I remember correctly, uh, <laughs> Nelly Bly was featured. Uh, prominently in our um, our Blackwell's uh, Lunatic Asylum episode mm. from yes. uh, from last spooky season. So this is like yes. very oh, timely yeah, as we're coming into October. Um, yeah. If you guys are listening to this, it will be October October first. October first, I believe. Time. I agree with you, Jerry. It is October first when the episode comes out. Yeah. Can't wait for everyone to hear it. The jury was Jerry was correct, and the other person who was correct about that particular day was Tyler. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Very true. Moving so, on. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Nellie also uh, had the the famous bandage the under her yep. eye, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, when she was in Blackwell's, uh, actually, uh, in the summer, hot summertime, summer in the city, mm-hmm. um, she was in there, and she it could be quoted as, it's getting hot in her. Mm. Yeah. Right. Right. And that was actually because it was all women at the time. 
Right. But that I mean, she was she was on the rooftop and the birds were feeding. Is that one of his lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're, uh, really, you're really limited. You're... With the boots with the fur. Is that also yeah. him? Is that Apple is that bottom. Nelly? Is it? I think it is. This is a very white podcast. Oh my god! Yeah. When I was in New York, a guy at the Comedy Cellar kept making no, fun of I me lied. for being That's white. That's Rider. Sorry. Uh, and he kept like saying names of rappers and he'd be like DMX and he'd like lean right into my face and be like DMX that's a country music singer you don't need to worry about it it was really good <laughs> well giant fucking blonde uh, blonde by choice yeah the uh, carpet does guy. not match the drapes so everyone at home you want pictures of Chris's pubes not matching you just email us at historyboyspodcast at gmail.com we'll send them no, I bleached my pubes as well uh, well they, I've gone like, super sane the joke's on me. Downstairs, too. <laughs> That's uh, where all the yelling comes from. Well. <laughs> yeah. My neighbor's pissed. I'm charging up. <laughs> God damn uh, it. <laughs> this would be a good time to go back and revisit that episode on Blackwell's Island. I'm Because we really covered it on that episode, I'm not going to go super into that. We're going to focus more on Nellie's life in this uh, in this episode. But Elizabeth Jane Cochran was born on May 5th, 1864, Alias to Claire. Michael and Mary Jane Cochran. Okay. She was born in Cochran's Mill. Oh. Or, sorry, Cochran's Mills, oh. plural, Mills, plural. More than one mill. Pennsylvania. Why was it Cochran's mills. mills? Because so, uh, her her father, you know, worked his way up, started as laborer, worked his way up, and uh, bought like a bunch of mills in the area, named that area of town after himself, and it was Cochran's Mills. He worked his right. ass off in the mill, pulled himself up by his bootstraps, bought the mill, right. bought his mill second straps. mill, bought yeah. his mill straps, bought the mill, <laughs> buy his mill straps. <laughs> yeah. Also uh, invented mill straps. <laughs> They're not really used today, but in your milling days, they sure were. Nor were they, nor were they at the time. No matter how many state fairs he took them to. Get your mill straps. He's like, you know what the problem is? This state fair, they don't see. They're not seeing it. I got to take it to the world's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's where he was go. put to death. Yeah, right. For his outrageous ideas on mill straps. <laughs> Straps in general. Uh, Nellie was, well, Elizabeth. She wasn't named Nellie just yet. Elizabeth was 13 out of 15 children. It's too many. Yeah, that's because Michael had 10 children with his previous wife. Oh. Mm. And then had five more with Elizabeth's mother, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of kids. And yeah, she was sort of middle, sort of at the end there. I don't know, when you have that many kids, I don't know if you're like a middle child, if like a bunch of them are just middle children or yeah. what. <laughs> yeah. I think you're just abandoned. You're just yeah. raised by children at that point. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say a band. And I was like, yeah, it's like your arcade fire at that point. I mean, <laughs> I guess that too. Or Partridge the family. Partridge fam- yeah, the, yeah. yeah, Partridge family, come on. You, you can start up. Or the uh, New York Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're more like a family, though. Yeah, yeah. right. Or the Fast yeah. and the Furious crew. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Family. <laughs> Sitting around a picnic table. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth was named, she was nicknamed Pink 
by her, you know, people that were close to her because she wore pink a lot. She wore bright colors mm-hmm. all the time. And people mm-hmm. say like, you know, this in contrast to like sort of the drab colors other people were wearing at the same time, you know? And like they described her as like having a bubbly personality too. You know, mm-hmm. so kind of went around yeah. with that. So she's just like legally blonde? Yeah. Um, <laughs> not quite. She, like, there, there was a word that came to be synonymous with her and that was plucky. Okay. Oh, she was plucky. You know? okay. Although I don't think you'd ever call a man plucky, but still. Yeah. You'd call yeah. a boy plucky. Yeah. Would you? But, you know, You're yeah, I mean, a, yeah, a plucky you know. young man, plucky adventures. Uh, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, a dashing rogue could be plucky. Yeah, is a plucky duck uh, male? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. Yeah. He's okay. the duck oh, in, in Tiny Toon Adventures. Exactly. I guess I yeah. just never hear it in that uh, context. Yeah, uh, me neither. I barely hear it in any context. <laughs> All that old timey speak. Mm-hmm. It is old timey. But when her father died suddenly in 1870, uh, she was six years old. Uh, his estate was sort of in shambles and they didn't end up with a lot of money. So basically, like, her mother kind of struggled. They they moved a little bit. They went to this other area. All of this is, like, outside of Pittsburgh that's now, like, a part of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Her mother remarried, but it was a really unhappy uh, marriage. Uh, the guy was a... Uh, he was an abusive alcoholic. Yep, as was um, the style at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they got a divorce, and back in the day, laws were way skewed towards men in a, during divorce proceedings. But Nellie, or Elizabeth at this point, <laughs> like, took the stand and testified uh, to, like, a court about, like, what a dog shit dude this guy mm-hmm. was, <laughs> you know, which is sort of telling, you know, like, this like, piece of shit. Young teen. <clears throat> so yeah. did they, um, did they, because of the time, did they, uh, frown on what a piece of shit the guy was and then do nothing or no i mean they granted them the the divorce and whatnot but she still you know didn't have a lot of money like they they sent uh uh, elizabeth to indiana normal school which was a boarding school (laughs) and uh they they sent her to blackwells for uh, for uh reporting (laughs) an abuser yeah (laughs) exactly uh no indiana normal school uh, yeah, it was a boarding school. Normal. She only, yeah, school. normal school. Yeah. She uh, only attended uh, for a semester. Uh, she was actually barely educated. She she could write extremely well, um, but, like, she wasn't really a good student aside mm-hmm. from that, you know? She, she That's got the only, street smarts. Yeah, it was the only she's, formal schooling she ever had. She's really good at talking shit, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. well, and, and, I mean it in a nice way. That's badass. And, yeah. and writing down the shit that she was talking about, the sound of yeah. things, you know? She's yeah. like, I'm going to write this down so you can remember it. Yeah. But yeah, she she, uh, she had to come out uh, of the school because they couldn't afford it. Um, mm. that, that's why. And so, uh, yeah, they kept, they, they, they were moving around. But uh, it was around this time that uh, Elizabeth added an E to the end of Cochrane just to mm. give it a little bit of, like, class, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Have, like, a silent E, you know? Yeah. yeah. The, the modifications Cochran. are beginning. Yeah. The modifications. <laughs> Johnny Cochran have an E at the end? I think so. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to Google it, uh, but I'm that. pretty sure. Uh, 
this isn't this is an episode on fucking oj simpson let's move on <laughs> we've been too many things have covered him okay i just <laughs> you know there are a couple podcasts that have talked about him i'm sure yeah elizabeth read an article in the pittsburgh dispatch that was entitled quote what girls are good for mm-hmm. and uh, in this article is basically a chauvinistic diatribe that talked about you know how girls were basically good for nothing except for child rearing and Mm -hmm. keeping house yeah they had cooties uh, yeah and uh so elizabeth was enraged Mm -hmm. by this article so she wrote them a response you know that went off on it like tore their head Mm -hmm. off you know right and she signed it little orphan girl like oh mm-hmm. poor me poor you know yeah. like little orphan girl you know Ooh, she's uh, a little sass factory oh oh yeah, yeah. No. seriously oh, yeah. jesus this is also during a time where like you know women always wrote under pen names which is super yeah. i mean it just mm-hmm. shows you the times right and we'll kind of get into that later instead of like writing a response or even printing like the letter they sent out like an announcement was like hey who's little orphan girl and she answered and she went down to the offices and they offered her a job no shit wow yeah Mm -hmm. and so her first article was basically i'm i'm gathering like uh like a redone version of that response Mm -hmm. and it's all about like how you know women don't get high paying jobs you know like all of these things you know and it's like right. we can do the same sort of work, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's that sort of level, like that wave of feminist feminist sort of thought, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very groundbreaking for the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Speaking truth to power in a lot of ways, yeah. and she was uh, a, a success. But they kept wanting to relegate her to like the women's interest section mm-hmm. of the newspaper. Yeah, she she got typecast. Right. Yeah. Right. She's way and, Lois Lane, I feel like. They're like, yeah. she's like, I, I gotta get the big scoop. Right, because otherwise you're writing about, you know, high society and like the gossip mm. columns, or you're mm. writing about home and garden, or like things oh. like that. And it's like like the whole time she was like, It's nauseating and I fucking hate it. <laughs> she's like, I don't give a fuck about any shit. shit. She's like, yeah. I got an article for you, and then she just pulls out a switchblade and is like, dare me to not pee standing up right here, motherfucker, I dare you. <laughs> just open bleeding on the grass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she had to pick a pin name, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. all women needed a pin name. Uh, she picked so- J.K. Rowling. <laughs> 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 God damn it. <laughs> she picked Nellie Bly. Mm. It was after a Stephen Foster song called Nellie Bly that is extremely pl- problematic in the year 2022, let me tell you. That sounds about right. Um, uh, it is isn't a, all of Stephen Foster's stuff problematic? Most of it, but but this one, I mean, is a straight-up minstrel song where oh. they're like... And, and they're straight up singing about like how happy they are to like sweep the floors and da 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 da. Jesus it's Christ! That le- like it is that level. You know, it's a reason wow. why nobody plays this song anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. it is. It's. Whew, I, I believe. I believe the song is about how um, the slaves happy to be sweeping the floor 
but the master just needs him to get out of the way so he can marry this 13 year old mm-hmm. and he just yep. keeps on getting in the way cleaning the house so good yeah. he's so happy about it well, and, uh, it's, it's, verse about uh phrenology which <laughs> it's 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 written uh in a condescending like black style speak mm-hmm. you know yeah, That's way I'm, like, like, yeah, I'm looking at these shows. lyrics right now. Holy it's fuck. It's extremely... Yeah, read me yeah. some of those lyrics. Okay, the opening lines, Nellie Bly, Nellie Bly. I'm I'm going to just read it what it's written. Bring D Broom along. Mm-hmm. We'll sweep D Kitchen clean, my dear. And hab a little song. Poke <sighs> D Wood, my lady lub. And make D Fire burn. And while I take the banjo down, just give the mush a turn. Mm. Yikes. What the fuck? What? Yeah. 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 That, that needs to go Oof. deep inside the Disney vault. <laughs> Put those crows. <laughs> yeah. That one centaur, uh, you know the one. Yeah, I know well, the one. <laughs> well, I have YouTube. I, well, here's what happened, though is that uh, one of her first articles, they actually misspelled the name that she had uh, picked. So hmm. instead of N-E-L-L-Y, like it was supposed to be from the Stephen Foster song, it's N-E-L-L-I-E, because that was the, the way they misspelled it. But she rolled with better. it. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah, I kind of think it's better. Yeah, yeah. Disassociate from that. Oh, yeah. I mean, back then it was, you know, it was a popular song. Yeah, you know? I think it's fine. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's like uh, when um, Blurred Lines came out. Yeah. I was going to say know. it was like when my pen name sure. was Dr. Feelgood in the late <laughs> 80s. Yeah, there you go. Now, she, uh, in, in her articles, uh, yeah, she rallied for, for women's rights. Even, I think, later, she actually interviewed Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. Um, she wrote about uh, the divorce laws at the time, something she had experience in. She did all of these things, anything to get away from those women's interest topics, right? Mm-hmm. And at the age of 21 years old, 21, she goes, I have to do something that no one that no one's ever done. You know, I got to do something crazy. And she mm-hmm. goes, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go to Mexico. Mm. And so she goes. And at this time, uh, Porfirio Diaz is in control of Mexico, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And she goes and she reports on it. She has no experience. She has, she doesn't speak any Spanish. And she's like, I'm going to stay there for six months. Mm-hmm. She took her Fuck. mom with her because they were like, you got to take someone with you. You can't just go alone. Because her mm-hmm. original plan was just, was to just go alone. She's like, mm-hmm. I got my 22. Is that yeah. count? <laughs> she actually, with some of her reporting that she was sending back the mexican censors actually found some of her dispatches and they caught them and -hmm. they're like hey what the fuck is this because they had very strict laws about no foreigners involving themselves in their politics at all and that means writing writing about their politics is enough Mm -hmm. really wow yeah so, I assume that she told them that she's like, these are going back to America. I guarantee Americans don't care about what's going on in other countries. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you think Americans care about Mexicans, then <laughs> yeah. you got nothing coming, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 
so a, a warrant was actually issued for her arrest and she you know fled mexico and once she was safe across the border she wrote about how like porfirio diaz is a uh, tyrannical dictator who oppressed the mexican people with his press sense censorship hey, and all uh, true yeah all true. Yeah. So yeah, that was like her foray like into the time just before the revolution, like the se- sort of second revolution uh, gets going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. uh, how that comes together. So at this point, she's crossed through, in a way, two different History Boys uh, episodes. Oh, there's more to come. There's mm-hmm. more to come. Yeah, she's um, going to be like um, Nick She's Fury. like if Forrest Gump yeah. wasn't an idiot. <laughs> Oh, I, I was I was doing Marvel <laughs> or Wong if it's Phase Four. Yeah, Wongers. But she just because you two don't know doesn't mean our fans don't. I know, I know. She wanted bigger and better things, though, and she knew that the P- Pittsburgh Dispatch would keep you know trying to regulate her, you know, mm-hmm. towards these, you know, shitty columns. So she just left a note at work and then just never came back. And nice. the note, all it said. All it said was, I'm off to New York, look out for me, dash, bly. Cool. That was it. <laughs> I like her. She's yeah, cool. she's, she's awesome. <clears throat> she pretty much decided that the the Pittsburgh Dispatch sounded too much like a sitcom on ABC from like yeah, 1994. Yeah, she's a single white female <laughs> working at a, at a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. She wanted to break the mold a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm-hmm. You know? She can, yeah. <laughs> Or, just um, move to the city and have it all. Yeah, you know, just shoot me. Or, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're like the that show. Chris is like, oh no, I'm not talking about a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? What show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now she went there by herself, and she went there with not a lot of money, and after four months of being rejected over and over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, she was completely broke, and. On a last sort of Hail Mary pass, she talked her way in to the offices of like the editors, like the managing editors of The World, mm. which was owned by Joseph Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked her way in and like before they could be like, this this girl says she wants to write for us. Do you want us to throw her out? And like she like Pulitzer was like, wait a minute, let's talk now. There's shit going on down in a little place called Blackwell's Island. Mm-hmm. And they won't, oh, yeah. like, we, we can't figure out what the, you know, we've, we've tried to figure out what's going on in there. Now, and, like, they talked, and she was like, I'll, I'll definitely go in there as an mm-hmm. undercover agent, and I will expose, like, I'll blow the lid off this thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, yeah, we will get you out of there, you know, after a certain amount of time. You know, and they they were like, I think they first agreed on seven days, but mm-hmm. like it was ten days. She was in there ten days, right? And so like they sent her in, and then for all of that stuff, go back to our Blackwell's Island episode, and I'll tell you the whole story about that. I'm not gonna rehash it here. Was she uh, like way old timey about it? Like, can a girl get a break? I thought I was gonna get assignment to Kokomo, and they're like, mm-hmm. nope, nobody actually talks like that in real life, Nelly. She's well, like, oh honestly, geez, I guess I'll go. Honestly. She probably did reading talk. some of her books. It is kind of that way. It's reminiscent yeah. of that. Okay. You know, I don't know. It, it's, I, I get that impression as I, I sort of read it. The, That's the what I imagine. 
Yeah. Again, the voice I, I hear in my head. It's like a screwball like comedy from the 1930s, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Only she'd be the side character and like Gregory Peck would be like the main guy or something. And, yeah. you know, you just got to have somebody to bounce it off of, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and not just Peck the editor. Pull it, sir. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Okay, yeah. Pulitzer, and then uh, he would have a couple goons who do the mm-hmm. goon yeah. speak. Hey, oh, yeah. Uh, you, you want I to get rid of this woman for your boss? Yeah. <laughs> He's the managing editor of the world. <laughs> they got blackjacks. <laughs> but, but he has goons. But it's yeah, goons. The goons are the managing editor. With black and or slapjacks. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone had slapjacks back in the day. Blackjacks. Yeah. I think they're also called slapjacks. We. I don't remember what we I was talking about. We, we went yeah, over it. We That's that. what I mean. I don't remember and what I may episode or may that was. I may not own one. Yeah. 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 I uh, also may or may not own one. I, I don't. So, you know, she blew the lid off of, off of uh, you know, the abuses at uh, Blackwell's Island, and it kind of rocketed her to fame. You know, they gave her a steady column in the world. It was one of the most read newspapers you know, in, in the United States at that point, uh, mm-hmm. where, wherever it was syndicated. She was, you know, she was doing really well. She was kind of a celebrity journalist at that point. The New York Sun, of course, hated her. They called her a liar. They accused her of lying uh, for the Blackwells thing. They called her a stunt girl, you know, stunt girl. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they, you know, condescended to her. They were like, ah, you're, you're the world's stunt girl reporting over there. Yeah. yeah. You know, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, just trying to, uh... Yeah, trying to poke holes in... Yeah, take her down a peg because their newspaper sucks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. yeah but by calling her a stunt girl, I'd think of yeah. Evil Knievel. Like, that's fucking right? badass. Yeah. Right. Well, she would do, like, like diving and stuff and, like, those suits, like, those metal suits, you know? Oh, like, yeah. She would, like, you know, go and, and, like, be an elephant trainer for, like, a day, you know? Like, do all these crazy things, you know? Just need three stout men to work the bellows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she uh she she went undercover as an Irish maid mm-hmm. to expose what those working conditions are like. Um she, Yeah. I don't even want to imagine how poor her uh her Irish accent was. <laughs> Probably didn't. In the back in the day. Yeah. It didn't really it's matter. Like, like, what what part of Ireland are you from? Dublin, you big lug. <laughs> <laughs> now, do I have the job or not? And they're like, I, I guess. I, I, I mean, are you, you sure you're from Ireland? It's just like, she's not even trying to hide it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm used uh, to cleaning up after you boys. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she yeah. went. She went undercover in a box making factory as a factory girl. Like Hold when, on. When women uh, no, 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 that's great. I just thought you were going to say she went undercover in a box. Oh, <laughs> solid 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 yeah. Yeah. she totally. like burst out of the box <laughs> like a fan with a paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, At least yeah. one guy's like, is it my birthday? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, when you find out that guy always got boxes instead of cakes for his birthday. So it made a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. He grew up poor. Yeah. yeah, it's hypothetical. Uh, made up. But yeah, she she exposed the horrific working conditions there, the fact they couldn't take breaks, you know, things like that, uh, that they would get maimed by these, you know, machines and weren't paid, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. She also bought a baby one time to prove that that was something <laughs> you, you could. could do. <laughs> yeah, like the guy even said, like, yeah, too bad no it's refunds. not a boy because uh, the boys go for more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great yeah 
It's a thing. I mean, not great that you can buy babies. No. Uh, I'm sure you still can. I don't think she solved any problems with that one. Well, she yeah. just exposed it, you know, like, this is mm-hmm. something that's happening in this city, guys. You know? like, right. I think mine just came out like that. We paid good money for that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. She this this one's pretty crazy. She allowed herself to be captured by a presumed serial rapist and probably serial killer. What oh the my fuck? God. There was this dude hanging out in Central Park late mm-hmm. at night that had a, a carriage. And he would like pull up to women and like insist on giving them a ride and mm-hmm. then take them in like odd to like odd places like odd directions and and then like once they would get somewhere he would like try to ply them with alcohol you know and then like these women would go missing or you know things like Mm -hmm. this you know and so she had like a sting operation set up and like allowed herself to be captured by this man and like just as he was like about to like force her to drink alcohol like all these dudes came out and like arrested him and shit oh god (laughs) oh so so she did got uh, get some goons for her (laughs) <laughs> well yeah she, i cops. mean she yeah yeah Goons. yeah that's crazy yeah. so she's Isn't like crazy? I, I i think uh the the lois lane uh <clears throat> analog makes a lot of sense but also in some ways uh a bit of a superman style situation she's well, solving yeah. crimes and reporting on them well there's no yeah. superman saving her you know? yeah no yeah. she doesn't need uh, it that's why they had She's to, a real woman. That's why they had to have, add Superman to the uh, those comics, is people wouldn't have believed that a woman would be able to do that. So, so to be more believable, they they made a man who you know could bend steel and fly and eat bullets uh, or whatever. Yeah. The fuck. They, they also made the guy who uh, drove the carriage and was like you know um, assaulting all the women a minority to make it more mm. believable. Yeah, um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's the way they thought. Nobody the time. would have believed it was a white guy. So you know. <laughs> Uh, she also got herself arrested a couple of, or at least once to go to like women's jail and like see the conditions there as well and report mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, like crazy shit like that. Like you're gonna get me out, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know you're gonna get me out of this, right? You know that that was always a thing. Just like yeah, we didn't yeah. agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, you idiot? Ah, oh. yeah. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Shivity shiv shiv shiv. She's like really good with that too. Yeah. yeah. Just just slicing and dicing. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, she she, you know, exposed corrupt politics, bribing rings, and systematic failures and dereliction of duties wherever they could be found. Uh, that was her specialty. That's what she did. Now she had this idea. Hmm. To, because she was she she what she would do is she would think on Sundays about what she was gonna do and then take it to the editor uh, mm. on Monday, like and the was like here's my story idea, you know, she was like here's my story, send me around the world by okay. myself, and uh, in a hot well, air balloon. <laughs> well, <laughs> she goes, I will beat Phileas Fogg's record from around the world in eighty days. I'll do it faster like than that. The, but that's that's fiction. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, am, am I wrong that I... <laughs> you, no, it is absolutely okay. fiction. But, but I was she, like, you're like, no, Chris, that actually happened. I'd be like, what? That, no, that, but that book had just come out. You know, it was hey, you're going to say Amelia Earhart was real. <laughs> oh, God. Chris, you uh, crack us up. Thanks, man. She, uh, <laughs> She's not real. 
<laughs> Her original idea was actually to cross the Atlantic in steerage. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, <laughs> you're going to you're going to die that way. They yeah. sent her into Blackwell's and refused to do that. You refused mm-hmm. to send her across the Atlantic in steerage. They're that like, shows you how bad that is. There's like, they're like, no, 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 you're not doing that. She was like, okay, around the world by myself. How about that? Mm-hmm. And they're like, for for a whole year, they were like, no, because these uh, they, are the days before liability insurance. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. But they were like, look, first of all, uh, you're a woman, so it's impossible. Second, second of all, uh, end of list. Because you're a woman, you're going to take way too much baggage in order to beat that record. <laughs> Oh That's my seriously God. the first thing they brought up. That's they literally the first thing. It's the fir- well. Now listen, we're gonna talk about this. So they're like, you're gonna take way too much, way too many trunks, way too much shit, and you know how uh, much there's we're no way be, you uh, paying for the baggage fees and everything. Yeah. Well, and don't forget, uh, she's also gonna be carrying the baggage of uh, every argument that she ever had um, with the editor in chief. Right. Yeah. Right. And she's just going to yeah. be carrying that and waiting for an opportunity to unload that on, on him, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. he's a really nice guy. And he, he, he's just trying his best, you know? Yeah. Well, Women, right? Well. God. Uh, it's a joke. It's a joke. I know. I know. I know. It's a comedy well, podcast. Uh, you know, uh, they, they totally refused the first time. But a year later, Joseph Pulitzer sort of saw the logic in this. He goes, now, now. If we sent her around the world during that time, we could sell all these newspapers because we'd constantly be reporting on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we get people really excited about this, you know, and we could really stir people up. So he was like, okay, you like with only just a couple of days notice that the day was November 14th, 1889, just a couple of days notice. He was like, you know, pack light. Um, we're sending you around the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is, like, before, you know, Expedia, you know? So you straight up had to have, like, <laughs> spread out all of these, like, train and steamer schedules and figure out how to actually beat that record around the world, mm-hmm. you know? So they had to figure all that out. If she missed one thing, she was fucked, you know? She, oh, she yeah. couldn't do it, you know? So she packed one bag, one, with one dress. Um, she had some, you know, toiletries, you know, a couple of, like, veils, a light jacket you know mm-hmm. a couple of couple of other odds and ends um yeah. and she said I, she right. had a she goes the one <laughs> thing i was the one thing i was on the fence about was this jar of cold cream it's because i i knew that it, around the suez canal i got really fucking hot she's like i need something right and she mm-hmm. goes let me tell you the the jar of cold cream was the fucking worst thing i packed mm-hmm. she's like it, it was the it was a, a menace it was always in the wrong position. I couldn't <laughs> fit, you know, because she had to stuff that bag, you know, that yeah. one bag, you know. It was chocolate shit. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Just a bottle of cold cream is like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Fucking <laughs> wanted to be at home. I'm going to be yeah. watching TV. Yeah. So, <laughs> doesn't like there, to travel. She, she wasn't like going with like an official escort. There'd be people to like help her along the way. But she was going totally by herself in a time where women just didn't do that, you know. And she she was off, you know, across the really choppy-ass Atlantic. And, mm-hmm. like, she was going at kind of a shitty time of year, too. They were going to run into, like, storms in the South China Sea. Like, a bunch of people were like, I don't think she's going to make it, at least in that time. 
so while she's on this this boat like across the choppy atlantic you know she gets seasick of course and like she looks up at like the rest of the people after she's done puking and they're all like laughing at her mm-hmm. and, like one guy's like and she wants to go around the world and they all <laughs> laughed you they know? laughed and laughed and history yeah. remembers all those guys i know oh. right mm-hmm. yeah. you know i'm sure right after she puked and he made his comment he was like hey can i buy some of that puke off you I have a very specific kink <laughs> I won't Dear tell anyone. Lord. I really need this. <laughs> Guys, you're fucking gross, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Uh not me, but like you guys, yeah. I don't know, jury's out, but there's other guys. <laughs> They're pretty disgusting. They'd buy they'd buy seasick fucking journalist lady puke. Like uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when, the, the fact that people are buying Gamer Girl bathwater. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. There's a subreddit for lady journalists fucking seasick vomit. Fucking mark my words. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there is. Uh, yeah. I, I just created you're, it. You're like, Dude, rule yeah. 34, if you can imagine it, there's porn of it out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Now, when she got to England, passports worked a lot differently back in the day. When she got to England, she got a passport. Which is super weird. But uh, you know, the guy was like trying to be like tactful and it was it came off more as in- insulting to Nelly. Mm. Like he was like, Now, I know women don't like to uh divulge their age. So uh, mm-hmm. if you just want to like you know write it down or you can whisper it in my ear or something. And she was like, I'm 25. <laughs> 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 he was like, Okay, okay, you know. He was like, Ugh. And he's like, Bronx, where, where's right? your where's your luggage? And she's like, <laughs> I got this. this is it. <laughs> you know? And like, she pretty much got that at every like stop too. Yeah. Every time she switched, they were they like, where's your luggage? They were like, who is that? You're like, I don't know. Some guy dressed like a some guy yeah. dressed like a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have been a woman. Yeah. Told uh, me his age and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually got a, a wire ahead of time that Jules Verne, the man who wrote. Mm-hmm. Around the world in eighty days, uh, wanted to meet her mm, uh, when, no, if, if she had time in in France, and so uh, she did. She stopped there briefly uh, to meet Jules Verne and his wife. And they talked for a little bit with a uh, interpreter because, mm-hmm. like, I, I guess, like his wife's extent of English was no, and uh, her extent of French was we. Oui. Mm-hmm. So there's like not much they could actually <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, Sounds like every time I'm in France. <laughs> but uh, they. Uh, what did he just say? He just said, "Do you think you're better than me? Do you think you're better than my characters? <laughs> I swear to God, if you do it in '79, I'll slit your throat." Yeah. yeah. Like, All right. She walked in. He was sharpening knives. Yeah. 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 I mean, he said some vaguely sexist stuff that Nelly mm. like brushed off, like. Oh, maybe you'll find a husband on the tri- trip, you know, no, like geez. things like that. Yeah. But like he she planned on doing it in 75. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he was like, if you do it in 79, I will applaud you with both hands is what he said. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess it was a one. nice little meeting that they had. I Yeah, I guess he said, I will applaud you with both hands. I don't I don't know. I don't know how else. What's the sound of one hand clapping? Yeah. From the Simpsons. It, that, now we're is all that reading. Oh my god! <laughs> is that reading? Maybe <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, then she uh, she got on a what she said was a really dirty mail train. It was just for mail and a, 
few select passengers, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, there was, it was really foggy and it was really dirty in Italy. You know, she talks oh. about this and she, she, she goes, you know, we have everything in America. Like, honestly, the way she writes about this is like, everything's dirty everywhere else. We, we have all the best things in America. Although she did notice nice shit in other places, like I wish was were in America, Mm -hmm. like the bidets, (sighs) like the healthcare. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, oh, um, I I realized uh, because I I I just got done watching porn before logging in. Uh, Mail train, M A I L, not M A. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, if you put uh, Nelly Blame Nelly Bly Mail Train, oh, you're not right. gonna get you're not gonna Do get more. anything. I mean, you're gonna get stuff that Zach wants. You're not gonna get stuff that is useful <laughs> for, for the. Um, but it is weird that there is very specific uh, uh, videos <laughs> that are you know pretty historically accurate, great production values, oh, penetration, kind of everything that you want. <laughs> oh my god so and so you know um but you know yeah. if that's what you're looking for by the way thanks zach i really appreciate yeah. you uh reaching out let me know yeah. <laughs> uh, reaching out and the reach around uh, yes I mean, it was great we yeah, do she... our research dear listeners <laughs> yeah. ours isn't quite the same as jerry's but yeah it happens yeah, yeah. Her, her writing is very you know american ex- exceptionalist uh but you know that's of the time um, it's, you know, a lot of her writing is definitely of the time uh, when you do read, you know, her books about this kind of stuff. Um, you know, when she deals with people in other countries and stuff, you know, she's like filthy people, you know, but mm-hmm. they're, it's a poor country, you know, so yeah. like it's, you know, you know, there's a lot of that in there. Mm-hmm. But basically, she went, uh, you know, down the uh, through the Mediterranean to the Suez Canal that was, mm-hmm. you know, opened fairly recently. Uh, went, ago. went through there um and i guess it was really slow because they couldn't go over a certain speed because otherwise the water like laps up against like the mm-hmm. the canal and it erodes you go like five knots i think mm-hmm. go like three three knots so it's, like really? painfully three knots? slow and like the sun is just bearing down on you mm-hmm. yeah and i don't like it yeah they're they're like it took so long <laughs> to get through that you go inside um, then, the boat. You go to yeah. the buffet. You're on a cruise ship, right? <laughs> these are kind of, you know, the accommodations for some of these. Like, uh, she talks about, like, how on, like, the, on, like, some of these accommodations, how, like, they're rude. How, like, they don't want to, like, you know, help you at all, you know, or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, she, sometimes she writes about that. She also writes about how, like, oh, wow, the English have really taken every port of value along the way yeah you don't say and it's kind of the beginning like this trip is like the beginning of like her hatred of like the english people (laughs) (laughs) like that's it's a true thing and it would really like come to the surface later monty python's like a ways out so yeah i mean what else what what did they have before i mean yeah colonialism like i don't know like it's not as funny funny. yeah (laughs) there were were rumors circulating about her on board you know like what is this woman doing here um they were like oh it's a it's a rich american heiress that only traveled with like a a a hairbrush and her checkbook 
and that's it. Mm. She, you know, she's this eccentric heiress. So like all these guys then were like <laughs> like proposing marriage to her. Like she got like several. Like mm -hmm. you know, one guy straight up did like an incelly like, if only I could show you, you could step off the boat with me here. I could be your loving husband forever. And she was mm -hmm. like, she straight up like was like, make that guy stay away from me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and there, there was this other like fancy guy mm -hmm. that like she's like, I watched this guy. He dressed really nice. He like changed his clothes several times in the course of one day. That's and weird. like came over and was like, he yeah. kept shit in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sorry. <laughs> he was he like, was a regular dandy. Yeah, he was. And he's like, he was an Englishman, of course. And he was like, yeah, I, uh, I've never married because, you know, I just can't find a woman that, you know, can travel like this without packing mm -hmm. so many bags. <laughs> and she was like, motherfucker, you're changing your clothes like, like three times a day. She goes, how many trunks do you, did you bring with you? And he goes, 19. <laughs> Just a paltry like, 19. Wow. How many were you expecting, dude? <laughs> like, that's it's like only 18 have clothes. The 19th one is for the woman I find on my voyage and I chop open a piece yeah. of take home. She's like, okay, cool. We're good. We're good. We're good. He's like, I'm a nice guy. She's like, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you mm -hmm. are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was another Englishman that was like, oh, uh, you know, in America, and like was telling her about like American culture. Mm. It's like in America, when you like rise to prominence, like your kids take your full name and your full name becomes like, you're just your name. And she's like, no, no, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, so like, like the way he, he was like, he was talking about, I think he was talking about Jim Fisk. And he's like, it's now it's, now it's just Jim Fisk. And now a son is like John Jim Fisk. She's like, no, that's not what it's like. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. like, what makes you an expert? She's like, I'm an expert on American culture. This guy, not her. Yeah. He goes, I'm an expert on American culture. She goes, how did you become an expert on American culture? Like, have you ever been to America? And he's like, yeah, once uh, I stayed a day in New York City. And then from there, we traveled to the border of Canada. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so you were in America for like two and a half days. It's like, yeah. And it's like, okay. Well, that sells it. He knows what he's talking about. I, yeah. I doubted him, but now. Yeah. Sounds like he knows like, about Canada, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But she was like, motherfucking Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It really, like, pissed her off. They, they did it to themselves by the sound of things. Man, yeah. if you ever been uh -huh. to the Heathrow Airport, you'd understand. Yeah. <laughs> I got more uh, stories regarding Heathrow. <laughs> They uh, they stopped off in uh, in uh, Colombo, which is, is a port city mm -hmm. in uh, uh, Sri Lanka. He only had one eye. Yeah. Uh, Peter Falk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tyler and I are on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. when he was in Wings of Desire? It's a great movie. I've never seen it's a great it. movie. I've it's heard it's very great. Good. Yeah. It's very good. It's got Nick Cave in it. Yeah. Peter Falk plays himself. Mm -hmm. You're, you you um, got it mixed up with City Angels, Chris. No, I don't. And, wait. Oh wait, no wait. Nick Cage. City. Nick Nick Cage is, is in, in City, City of Angels. Nick Cage, Nick Cage is in is in Wings of Desire by the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. I don't talk okay. about. That's about crazy that the, I'm just saying. It's weird. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, that is. You're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> 
I mean, uh, it's technically the same movie, only one's shit and the other one's like yeah, nearly the American like, remake perfect. is terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's real bad. <laughs> yeah, after Colombo, uh they went to Singapore where she bought a monkey. Mm, cool. And kept <laughs> you know, she bought She's this like, monkey and kept this monkey. <laughs> I hope she taught that monkey to smoke palmos. Mm. <laughs> like press to the cloud. <laughs> What's the point of getting a monkey if you can't vicariously live out your dreams through mm-hmm. it? Yeah. You could eat it. So you, you, yeah, you could, but that's what you do at the end. You teach mm. it to smoke, you teach it to gamble, it racks up some debt, you take out some credit cards in the monkey's name, you run them way up. Back then you could do that. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know the difference. My yeah. monkey has a, a maxed out Amex card. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ever yeah. since, I'm a widow. I'm a widow ever since my ex-husband, you know, yeah. uh, fell off Niagara Falls. Yeah. His name was Chim Chim. <laughs> Chim Chim. Uh, uh, when she got to Hong Kong, which he doesn't have a lot of nice things to say about the Chinese. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, it's, it's honestly hard to listen to at times. Really, yeah. Uh, but when she got to Hong Kong, like the British officials there that she was going to go meet with, because they were expecting her, they were like, oh, shit, you're, oh, dude, you got to come in into my office. She's like, what? What's going on? And she was like, uh, uh, the, the guy was like, uh, you're not going to make it. She was like, what do you mean I'm not going to make it? Like I made up five days on the, you know, on, mm-hmm. on the Indian Ocean. I, I we're good. It's like I'm no, not no, no, the race. You're not gonna win the race. She's like, I'm racing against time. She, and he's like, you're not getting me. There's a, there's someone else racing you around the world. And she's like, someone else is racing me around the world. Well, it turns out. Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> it turns out. Another publication by the name of Cosmopolitan sent their own female reporter, Elizabeth Bisland, who is Mm. honestly pretty cool in her own right, kind of for different reasons than Nelly. They sent her around the world (laughs) going in the opposite direction Mm. because they thought that would be faster because those headwinds of the South China Sea, they were like, she's going to get stuck there and... uh, you know, she's going to get through that before, you know, she's going to miss all that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we think that our reporter can beat her, you know? But and while she's doing her trip, doesn't she have to, like, also, like, write about a hundred ways to drive your man insane? Because <laughs> she's writing for Cosmo? She she was, no, she, she was, uh, actually, she was a literary critic. Like, she was extremely respected. Like one of the few extremely respected female journalists, and like they were even like, "You're going, you're going around the world to beat Nellie Bly," and she was like, "No, I'm not." She's like, <laughs> "I have plans, dude. I'm not doing that." And they're like, "Yeah, you are." <laughs> you know, and they're like, we, "We will spare no expense to like charter like, trains and shit to get you there." You know, I got season tickets with the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks were too expensive, so yeah. Elizabeth Bisland is kind of a story for a different day. She she is pretty amazing. But now Nellie is like, fuck. Like, she goes, she tells these guys, she goes, listen, my editors hired me to beat 80 days, to go around the world in less than 80 days. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm not racing anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. 
you know, and they're like, okay, you know, but you're going to lose. And she was like, I don't give a shit. She gave so, a shit. <laughs> so like, you know, she, she pressed on, right. Uh, really having no idea that Elizabeth Bislin was where, where she was, you know, mm-hmm. at all. She could be um, anywhere. Yeah. When she went to Japan, she uh, loved Japan. Yeah. Um, she's like, the Chinese are, are filthy people, but the Japanese are very clean and mm-hmm. polite. I told she's you like, bidets. I hate the Chinese, but I love the Japanese. Like, she she basically says that. It's like, okay. I'm not saying anything right. against the, the Chinese, <laughs> but I will say that I have a bidet at home, and uh, it's the only thing I know about Japanese culture, uh, that and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, uh, and so you're like, it you're like they're two for two in my book. <laughs> uh, and then from Japan, of course, she went across the Pacific to San Francisco, Ooh. and like she had a couple of scares on the Pacific. They were like, "I can't find the papers. If 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 we don't have the papers when we pull in, then they'll." You know, we're going to be out there for several days and you're going to mm. miss it. And, Goodness gracious, the papers. But, like, the guy went down there yeah. and found the papers. You know, like, it was one of those situations. Mm-hmm. So when she gets back to San Francisco, you know, people are, are whipped up to, into a frenzy. They've been reading all about oh, their adventures. <laughs> There's people well, betting on to the minute when she's going to get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's CNN before CNN or like, you know, any 24 hour news network where they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. how do we how do we make it so people give a shit about the news every yeah. minute of every day? Yeah. And <laughs> like, like and they found a way of doing it without cable TV. So it's yeah. pretty it's exciting. Pretty yeah. yeah. They they called it the uh, Nellie Bly Express because mm-hmm. they're like, when do you want to get there? And she threw out an impossible time and they go, OK. And she was like, all right. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And at every place, you know, they they went to, you know, people like from all over gathered around to see Nellie Bly go through, you know, like brass bands and all sorts of stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And if anyone band. got in her way, she'd give them the Nellie Bly Express, which is a right hook to the face. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and surprisingly <laughs> strong, she wore a lot of rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those weren't rings. That was her bla- brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She called him rings. By the way, incidentally, uh, she does talk about how they sold particular styles of rings in Colombo to where, like, if, you know, if you saw somebody with one of these rings, it was almost like, oh, you've been to Colombo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Is, yeah. You know, they went directly through. Keep in mind, this is the year right after the Great Blizzard of 1888. Mm. That blizzard. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She got stuck in that blizzard for a second, had to have somebody pull her <laughs> pull mm-hmm. her out of a snowdrift, too. You know, that blizzard. She turned around to thank them, and they were just a fucking ice cube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so she's, fun. like, dodging, like, these types of weather. You know, the, this weather mm-hmm. pattern didn't, like, go away. You know what I mean? Just 88 was the worst. Now, when she finally pulled into the station, you know, there were all these timekeepers there. When she stepped off the train, boom, boom, both feet, they clicked the watches. And she did the trip in 72 days, Mm. six hours, 11 minutes, and 14 seconds. Holy shit. Shattering the record. Jules uh, Verne can suck my dick. (laughs) Elizabeth Bislin made it in 76. And some people say... Some people say that... 
maybe Joseph Pulitzer sent a guy ahead of her to England to fuck up her plans across the Atlantic uh, because for a little bit it was looking pretty tight. But mm. people maintain, you know, historians maintain that if she would have, could have done certain things at a certain time, she still wouldn't have beat her. Mm. So because going that way on the Atlantic at that time of year, it was incredibly choppy and like really hard to go that way, you know, yeah. from from east to west on the Atlantic that time of year. Did they right. account for the, uh, you know, the extra day or whatever it would be or? Uh, yeah. Because yeah, you did, pass yeah. all the way around there, you know. Yeah, because that that's in uh, around the world in eighty days. At the very Isn't, end, yeah. they didn't make it, and then they realized, oh shit, there's actually another ah. day in there, and that's how mm. he like he walks in triumphantly. Anyway, is that in the Jackie Chan movie? Is, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was is. Jackie I'm, Chan I'm, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie, or did I just no Steve, Steve Coogan and Jackie Chan? Was it Steve is Coogan? Right? Okay. Yeah. Ar- so but Arnold Arnold's in the movie. I think he, he is, might be. Dude. I've he not seen be. it. I just want to say I've, I've seen parts of it. It's not great. It, it's not great. I, I remember I always it. talking about how my favorite idea for a movie is a movie where uh, Jackie Chan, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Christopher Walken uh, <laughs> abscond with orphans in a hot air balloon and they have to convince <laughs> them to get in. And then that movie came out and it was like two out of three. And I was like, sure. Never watched it, but I was pretty excited that it existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As, as you know, Nellie Bly's waving to all these fans, you know, there was like a guy that like ran up and he goes, hey, Nellie Bly. And she's like, what? And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes, uh, did, you, did you ride any elephants on your trip around the world? And she goes, no. And he just like, you know, turned his head down dejected and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> like Charlie Brown. Like that's what he really. He's like, man, I hope that <gasps> Nelly Bly rode an elephant. Yeah, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be something? That would be something. <laughs> well, she just lied. He was so disappointed when when he found out that she didn't ride an elephant. Yeah, uh, he acted as if an old friend had died. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he had to take his hat off. He's like, put it yeah. to his chest. He's like, when Nelly, when Nelly Bly gets into, you know, back into New York, I, I have a question. I have to run to the front of the crowd to ask yeah. her. I have to know this. Yeah. And everyone's like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be, Jack? And he's like, that's between me and Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like wholesome, wholesome Jack from like the fruit stand downtown. <laughs> he has this. He has his like apron on still and like his like mm-hmm. tweed like paperboy hat. Yeah. There's <laughs> a hole in it. He grew yeah. up to be the Zodiac killer. <laughs> I mean, he would have to live to be like a hundred years old, but like, you know. Or more. Like, I mean I don't it's eighteen eighty nine at this point and the Zodiac was in nineteen seventies, so uh, you know. Anyway. He could have been a very old man. Yeah. He was the Zodiac killer's grandpa. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he did train him to Zodiac kill, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All because she didn't ride an elephant. It's like yeah. only kill women <laughs> who didn't ride elephants, and he's like, so all of them, right? <laughs> most of them. That's most. He can, he can risk it. Yeah. You know. well, maybe when he was she, just uh, concerned for her safety. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with with all the tigers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. I know. I thought yeah. of that too, but I couldn't remember yeah. the exact joke. Yeah. So, but, that was uh, that's uh, two elephants high. 
Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. Too often tie your 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 safe from tigers. Yeah, we're bringing them all back this episode. It's a history <laughs> boys classic. Yeah, not quite a clip show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when she uh, she actually had a so she had the monkey at her house along with a parrot Still. and a and a terrier dog, but the monkey was kind of a menace. Yeah, she's uh, it's like Ross from Friends. Remember when he, he only smokes uh, Chinese cigarettes? Can't get <laughs> well, the same ones in the U.S. The monkey straight up would like open the cupboards, take her like like fine china, and just smash it on the floor. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fun. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, monkey's cool. <laughs> no, like, I don't know where he kept getting. I don't know where he kept getting that snub nose revolver from. But <laughs> I kept taking it away. No, I uh, I had an anthropology teacher it. who said that um, she she was living in India at one point in time, and there was like, it was like essentially like urbanized monkeys that Ooh, yeah. knew that they could steal from people and shit. Yeah. And she had her groceries stolen by them. They're yeah. just too fast and there's too mm-hmm. many of them. And yeah. uh those like stream- baboons, right? No, they're yeah. they're like straight up like howler monkeys or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. swinging around fucking like pretty much getting attacked by like a bunch of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Tiny Spider-Man. I mean, they're super yeah. strong, like yeah. way stronger than you think. Yeah. They are. Wait, yeah. Like wait for their size. They have relative yeah. spider strength. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Spider monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, I, I remember watching an episode of uh, An Idiot Abroad with Carl Pilkington. Oh, yeah. I, I believe he gets his shit stolen by those monkeys yeah. in India. Yeah. Is that right? I haven't seen yeah. all of that, but that was a good show. God, I love that show. It's so good. It's pretty good. I, I would watch that guy travel anywhere. It's, it's so same. funny. Or, uh, <laughs> it's a great do yourself a favor and watch Travel Man with Richard Ayoade. Now, oh, really? All right. I haven't seen that one. I'll check that out. I'll check that out. So right right after this trip, though, she was even more famous. Mm-hmm. She was really famous. It was around this time that, like, companies were figuring out that, like, with celebrity endorsements, you could sell a whole lot of shit easier. Oh, Yeah. And so, Get some like, Nikes. Yes. Well, so there were there were like Nelly Bly board games where you went around the world, you know, uh, and it's a lot like you know Game of Life or Shoots and Ladders, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. There were Nelly Bly, you know, I think lunch boxes, you know, Nelly mm-hmm. Bly, all sorts of things, you know. Breakfast cereals. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If, if this was the eighties, one hundred percent. Yeah. Back then, breakfast cereal was just uh, your father's belt. <laughs> and some postum. Oh God! Uh, now, what the thing to do back in the day when you did something amazing was you you would go on a lecture tour, right? You mm-hmm. know, Shackleton did this after mm-hmm. his trip. You know, you go you went on a sh- uh, lecture tour when you talked about your trip. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's what you did. So she did that, and the thing was, is at first people were really excited. Mm-hmm. And then, like, rival newspapers and stuff started, like, basically like, chastising her for it. Like, trying to, like, like capitalize. She didn't even ride an elephant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they were, she like. She made that fruit stand guy hella <laughs> sad. <laughs> well, Killed they were, himself. like, they were, like, you know, <laughs> she's capitalizing on something she did. That's, like, not good. She doesn't have the good sense to not do that. And it's They're like, a fucking newspaper. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, like, dude, that's, <laughs> that's what you do. You know, like America was, honestly, too. Yeah, like, right. But I think the thing was is it was the fact that she was a woman and she was capitalizing mm-hmm. on these things. Honestly. Capitalism ah. is for men. 
Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Men in suits hanging from helicopters smoking cigars. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and they could be any body type, and I'll accept yeah. that. Yep. <laughs> so she, uh, you know, her her crowds kind of dwindled. You know, she had a manager, and I don't know her her manager. They kind of had a falling out. She kind of had a falling out with the world, the the paper. I mean, the world, mm-hmm. the um, whole world. over money. Yes, and for a while, you know. I mean, from 1887 to 1896, she had a storied career with the world. But yeah, it it sub it, they they parted ways. The public was sort of soured on her. I think they got overexposed to her for a second, and then they mm. wanted nothing to do with her. You know, they mm. wanted almost that meteoric <laughs> fall that comes from fame. You know, it's like I mean? superhero movies. Yep. Yeah. And Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you know, they're not making any money anymore. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, Britney Spears, mm. Kanye, Will Ferrell. You know. Well, no, I just, you know, a meteoric rise. They want an equal meteoric fall. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? They, they kind of, they, they shoot up and then they kind of disappear because everyone gets, they're overexposed. Well, and they want, they want to like see you fall too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they want to see Britney like shave her head and like smash like windows. And, you know, they want to see Lindsay Lohan, you know, fail. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of what, that, that's the how fame sort of get less hot for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So she she tried her luck at a novel career. You know, she got, uh, they were going to do a series. And she was sort of, sort of using, like, her experiences. You know, it was called, like, Mystery in the Park or something like that. Mm-hmm. I actually forget the title. Because these her novel, I think there might be several, were lost to time until 2021, actually. Oh, uh, wow. Dug oh, shit. Up, yeah. <clears throat> and found, but they, they were critically panned at the time and honestly people to this day are like yeah they're not very good um she's not a novelist she is a journalist <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh she's just not good at it you know so that failed so she moved in with her mother in white plains new york with her monkey and her parrot and her <laughs> terrier yeah they you know they were sort of getting by on like the small stipend like her mom had you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really going well she kind of retreated from public life she didn't have any of that adventure money well it she sort of did but like i mean it you know the thing is is the paper made all the money you know they paid her to do that like they paid her a wage and paid her way but like Mm -hmm. she didn't see residuals from it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. She went on a lecture tour. She got some money from that, but it, it wasn't a lot, you know? Yeah, but, and also you said the lecture tour failed. Well, not it, failed, but, like, it, but it, it... It petered out fairly right. quickly. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the world didn't really want her back, you know? So, you know, there was also, like, a, a, a libel lawsuit and stuff that she was involved with because basically she exposed corruption, and they were like, hey, now, wait a minute. You said I was corrupt, and I'm not corrupt. Anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, it was all th- she was like, I want no part of it. It's your newspaper. You, you know, it's your responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's kind of how they left. But at this point, I mean, she was very depressed. She was bedridden with depression. And, you know, the world would hire other stunt girls, like a bunch of them to write under the same pseudonym. Oh, like, no. Not one person could write under, you know, and live up to the name Nellie Bly, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they'd have to replace her with multiple ones. 
some bullshit. Yeah. Now, the world eventually did offer her job back. There was some shuffle in management. She had to take it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, when she took it, she started interviewing people again, started sort of getting back to it. Mm-hmm. She actually interviewed the anarchist Emma Goldman, which, if you'll remember, uh, Oki Hall, after he was mayor, defended Emma Goldman in court. Mm-hmm. In, she interviewed John Jacob Astor, uh, Eugene Debs, uh, the socialist uh, leader, uh, mm-hmm. in a jailhouse interview, by the way. Um, uh-huh. I do want to do an, an episode on Eugene Debs uh, one of these days as well. Um, of course, she interviewed Tammany Hall officials uh, during this time. She straight up spent the night in a haunted house. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Did she Didn't get find the money? Ghosts. Yeah, I was going to say. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No ghosts. Mm. She uh, marched with railroad strikers uh, in Chicago. She went to Bloomingdale's, the uh, insane asylum, you know, for mm-hmm. rich rich people, right? Mm-hmm. But all of it was seeming like a rehash, and it was seeming like a rehash to her, too. She was like, I gotta do something else. Yeah. You know? Right. And, like, after she, she was marching with those railroad uh, strikers, on her way back on the train, she actually met a guy named Robert Livingston Seaman mm-hmm. on that train. What? Seaman? His <laughs> Robert Livingston Seaman? Yeah, hey. Seaman. He, he was a man of the sea. I get it. <laughs> What's the joke? Uh, Chock full of cum. That yeah. was yeah. the joke. Well, well, it was it called cum, man. Yeah. I didn't say his name was Cumman. I that just would said be that funny. He, w- he, he was chock full of it. Jizzy yeah. well, J. Yeah. Jizzy J. Livingston the third. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd write his name like Zorro and Jizz on every wall you ever saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's disgusting unless you're in that kind of thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, he he was a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And DJ. Uh, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. He owned uh, the Ironclad Manufacturing Company, oh. uh, and he was—I think he was worth like five million dollars, which was a lot, a lot of money back back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and after a week uh, of sort of being together, they eloped and mm. got married. And so she kind of fulfilled another one of her like childhood dreams of like marrying a millionaire. Yeah. You know. Uh, the thing nobody of- wants that. Yeah. The thing about it too is uh, he was seventy three years old. Oh man! And Good she kid. was thirty. She was thirty one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people were like, "Hmm." Yeah. You know, they called oh, her. I know a gold what they were thinking. Digger. Yeah, they called her a gold digger for sure. She ain't messing with no broke. What? What's? Right. Right. <laughs> you know the, the radio. The radio. Yeah. Editor. The, the radio. Editor. The radio version. Yeah. Second time Kanye has been men- mentioned this episode. Yeah, that right. Yeah, Kanye we're, so, we're gonna one more time. We're gonna end up summoning him. Yeah, I like that shit. Yeah, he's like, I was driving no. down the, the highway. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, my family was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? How did I get here? I was here? too busy stalking Kim Kardashian. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was on the freeway stalking yeah. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> now he he was kind of a jealous husband. Um, he had like private detectives follow her sometimes mm-hmm. um you know it's a completely reasonable thing to do yeah mm-hmm. uh he was totally jealous um his health though was was failing and uh nelly became more and more involved in the management of the ironclad manufacturing company mm-hmm. so when he died at the age of 80 that's march 11th 1904 
she basically took the helm mm-hmm. and ran this manufacturing company. And she was like the only woman maybe in the world that was running a company of that magnitude. Yeah, um, that's kind of that nuts. Time. Yeah. And <clears throat> like she even has her name to multiple patents. Like, I guess there is an oil barrel that she has a patent too, but that one's kind of sketchy. I, the the sources I found for that were kind of sketchy. But does she it have did... a bladder inside the barrel, so if it gets into an accident, the oil is right. still in the bladder inside. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. They I call it the Vandalay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She also uh, has a patent for stackable garbage cans. Oh, you know, uh, a cup. I she mean... has a few of them. Actually, she's pretty like not bad industrial designer, you know. That's great. Yeah, this uh, is like this is like if Lois Lane married a very old Lex Luthor right before he died. Yeah, <laughs> right? mm. yeah. took over the company. Yeah, uh, she's running things. Superman go fuck yeah. himself. And uh, then the writers of the comic were like, you know, it'd be interesting stories as if she had several patents under her name in industrial design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People just showed like, up to read that every month. Can't you yeah. make like can't you just make it about a flying strongman? Yeah. For God's sakes. <laughs> like I you say flying strongman, I hear stacking trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> uh but the thing was, is that uh, she kept on a lot of her husband's, um, like, accountants. And she didn't really have a mind for, like, you know, business and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. That's not really, you know, that wasn't her, that's not how her brain worked. Mm-hmm. So the they took advantage of her, and they uh, embezzled millions of dollars out of the company. Mm. Um, so much so that uh, the company eventually went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, like completely Whoopsies. ran into the ground by by mismanagement, as was the style of the time. Yeah, yeah. They basically just robbed it blind and yeah, then just left like, it with nothing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so good. Yeah. yeah. Basically, now she had all of these debts, and creditors were after her. She had a lot of the company stock in her mom's name, and transferred it to one of her friends in Austria. To basically keep it away from the creditors. Mm-hmm. And when the hammer was basically coming down, she uh, fled the country. Solid move. Yeah, to, to the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Mm. And she Wait. fled there in 1914. God Whoops. damn it. Yeah, I was, I, I was about to be like, wait a minute, what year is yeah. this? Uh, <laughs> and She was I just going to entrust yeah. all the stock to her good friend, Gavrillo. Uh, he had some wild ideas about uh serving in nationalism (laughs) (laughs) uh three days three days after she fled the country war was declared wow yeah yeah beautiful so she did the craziest investigative reporting of her life and that was on the eastern front Ooh, during world war one that's the scary uh, front they're both it's, scary yeah, <laughs> they're both, it, they're both horrifying. Uh, horrific <laughs> horror, totally horrifying but you know uh so little 
about the Eastern Front, you know, is written in the West, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy, like, hearing some of her stories. By the way, I'm going to post all of these articles that she sent back, all the ones I could find uh, from this time as well. Oh, um, if you get the chance, uh, read them. They are holy shit. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. She does not hold back. King. She does mm-hmm. not. She gives you all the details. Um, I know I'm kidding. There's fucking blood everywhere, man. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Just uh, written for a page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she sent them back, actually, for the Hearst papers. Is who she mm-hmm. was sending these back to. She but, thought uh, she was sending them back to the Hearst papers. Hey. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. spooky. Well, she, she talks about, like, being on this train. Again, she's by herself with one bag again, you know? Mm-hmm. She's 51 years old. Mm. 51 at that age, she's by herself reporting on this war. You know what I mean? And wow. uh, she's on this train, and, like, she's with this um, Austro-Hungarian prince. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's commanding this regiment or whatever is moving on these rails, you know, to the mm-hmm. front. And, like, you know, he agreed to take her along. He, you know, he'd be like, oh, yeah, last night on the train, two of my men died. And she was like, it's weird because, like, no one gets like freaked out no one gets weirded out no one shrieks in terror they it's as it's ordinary it's ordinary here like Mm -hmm. it's just what happens you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like people are just like yep that's how ugly this all is is yeah people just die all around you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if you were on a a normal train in in the united states and someone died on the train it would be a huge thing Mm now just people are just dying all the time you know Mm -hmm. she went uh to some of the Red Cross hospitals as well to see what was going on there. Oh, and Jesus. holy Lord, there's two stories that I'm, I'm going to relate to you here because that's my God. They were like, have you know, she, she was like, what's the craziest thing you've seen someone come back from? And like, he described all of these things that like, yeah, seem impossible. Like a guy got shot like through the temple. Like the bullet went out oh. the other side. And he Whoa! Survived. Oh shit! Was he uh, blind? Like, I, yeah, I I assume so. Yeah. Um, like one guy. He's like, know, me got... good. Go back to work now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, mom. And they're like, yeah. okay, he seems fine to me. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was like he that actually, before. Yeah, he he talks about a couple of guys that got <laughs> shot directly in the head, and it went out the other side, and they still survived. But Fuck there's this me. one story where this guy was stuck on like an end of their trench, right? That mm-hmm. And there's a middle part of the trench that was blocked by enemy fire and they couldn't get to this guy on the other side for five days, they couldn't get to him. And what oh, wow. he, he had been blown up. Uh, he'd been shot in the, yeah, he'd been blown up basically. And his uh, jaw was completely ripped off. Ugh. He was alive and he was over there for five days starving uh, in the cold with his jaw ripped off. Well, before they could chew? drag him out of there. And when they got him back to the hospital, you know, his tongue was hanging, like, on his chest, mm-hmm. is what they said. They took a tube, put it down his throat, and poured soup into his stomach. And once Delicious. he could feel the soup in his, in his stomach, he, like, kept asking for more. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And, like, I guess they made him a new jaw, attached it, and the guy lived. <sighs> Holy guy, fuck. They're an underbite. Bite. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Avenger Brothers, yes. Yeah. King, that's King, a- King. Yeah, Baron Unterbite. Uh, 
and uh but one she actually witnessed herself at a red cross hospital like the guy comes out and he goes you said you want to see some crazy shit and he goes follow me just started doing and, street and, magic <laughs> oh, he's enjoying. <laughs> yeah, David playing Chris Hage, whatever that is. His disher card. She's like, whoa, wow, yeah. <laughs> it isn't, but you just see about it. Uh, <laughs> so she she goes into the like this tent, and she goes like the second I got in there, I wish I had not gone in. Mm-hmm. She's like, there's blood everywhere, literally everywhere. The nurses were standing gravely over this emaciated, what's left of this emaciated man. And like, she talks about like, you know, how his skull was like skeletal and like his like black eyes like rolled around because he was still alive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, his pulse is extremely weak. We can barely feel it. You know, we didn't think he had one for a little while. But basically she looked down and there's all these bloody bandages where they wrapped up his, his missing legs. He had two missing mm-hmm. legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the knee uh both of them were gone and uh she's like what happened to this guy and they're like well from what we could tell uh he was shot in the chest uh left in no man's land for eight days before they could get him out of there Shit. and the only way they could really get him back to us is if they like straight up just put him on like a freight train and then just like hope it gets to them you know, mm-hmm. and then they had to like Fuck. go get him and like bring him back, right? The thing about it was, is that he was so frostbitten in his legs, so oh, wow. frostbitten, that when they put him on that train and he was totally passed out from from the pain and shock, mm-hmm. that on that train ride, his legs fell off. Ah. Oh God! They fell off, and as they were dragging him back, I mean, he's just bleeding out. You know, as they're dragging mm-hmm. him back. You know, and like she said that while she was standing there, like looking at this guy, like, you know, in agony, that he said something in Russian and like none of these people around her are Russian. And she's mm-hmm. like, does anyone speak Russian? So to understand what this man is saying, you know, and one nurse like spoke up and said, like, he's asking for his children. And then like he died. Jesus. Like, Holy fuck. fuck. <laughs> you know? Jesus. Do you think that at one point, that train is just barreling down the railway and the conductor was like, huh? And the other guy's like, what? And he's like, train just started going just a little bit faster. <laughs> and that was the moment that the legs oh came off. Yeah, Jesus Christ. This guy's legs don't fill off. Uh, I hear the legs little, are coming. A little <laughs> off the train. <laughs> oh, God. That poor uh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, uh, but, like this, that happened. Shit like that, similar to that, happened like in World War One, all yeah. the time. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That um, was just. I mean, it's just a couple of like times. You know, yeah, a couple yeah. of things. Yeah. You know? But I uh, really hope that she uh, titled uh, her articles "Welcome to War." How can I take your order? Yeah. <laughs> nice. The way, I mean, dude, seriously, just fuck, it's, man. It's insane. Like she talked about this one lady on the train. I'll, like one quick story from this again. And we'll move on. But uh, this one lady she saw on the train, she had a uh, baby with her. She, her, her home was blown up. Her baby was four months old. Her husband was off somewhere fighting in the war, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, she didn't have anything. She didn't have any food. Uh, she, so she was riding the train uh, until she could get somewhere with food. 
and she's like that's that woman's life like mm-hmm. that's it you know like ah just four month old baby she'd been married i think for like three years her husband's mm-hmm. off her home is gone she has to take care of this baby by herself like on this freezing dark train there's no lights on these trains right. these are like they're dark ass trains they're crammed full of people and it's just miserable you know yeah and yeah I, I thought you were gonna end it with like a, a darker thing like and it turns out she was holding a dead baby the entire no. time no uh it turns out that baby was hitler no but i mean you know What's hitler a twist? was fighting in the war so. <laughs> uh like, but uh, i need to get this baby back he's got a yeah a, an art career to think yeah. about <laughs> yeah. now, uh, <laughs> uh she she honestly she had huge distaste for the british and i also think something that added to it was she was mistaken for a british spy and she was arrested and she barely oh, yeah. made it out with her life because at Monetary that time and place situation. if you were accused of being a spy at all they would straight up just take you to an area basically out mm-hmm. back and shoot you you know and it would be mm-hmm. that quick mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i think it added to that and she kind of quit journalism for a while during during these years to help like these war widows and stuff uh in mm-hmm. the Aust- austro-hungarian empire and then the war was over she was sympathetic to the austro-hungarians and she went back to america and uh, where her creditors were waiting for her. there were warrants out for her <laughs> arrest yeah Right so as she, she got off the boat. Yeah, <laughs> right well, there. Pretty much. She she surrendered to uh federal marshals and was let out on a thousand dollars bail. She immediately was basically taken to court. She won, mm-hmm. but like her family sued her for moving that money around. It was illegal what she did. Uh they were left penniless from that move. But so, was, was the the people who like uh basically robbed her company blind were they doing that was was that illegal well yes there was embezzling they they did and fucked fucked off but they yeah got away with it um so yeah her mom and her brother sued her um she was no longer really welcome in her family so she was you know even though the courts ruled in her favor the company was worthless uh completely Mm -hmm. worthless so she was again alone and penniless in new york city and she like got a small apartment, uh, I think in Brooklyn. And her friend from uh, back in the when she was writing for the World back in those days, he was an editor at the Evening Journal, and he hooked her up with a small like I think weekly column. And she actually thrived. She did really well. Uh, she like rediscovered why she liked journalism so much. Mm-hmm. She was kind of a you know. She was kind of cantankerous. That's what people said about her. Yeah, I kind of don't years. blame her. Well, it yeah. sounds like uh, part of the appeal. Yeah. Her style of journalism was almost shunned. Her name, oddly enough, was almost even forgotten by mm-hmm. that new generation of journalists, which is super crazy that you could be like tippy top star and then almost forgotten in your own lifetime like that uh, oh, just yeah. decades later. Jerry, um, try getting famous on TikTok like me. I was I was a mega star. Right. I mean, exactly. The world was my oyster, and for two uh, weeks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he yeah. got canceled. Yes. Well, yeah. And, and well, the dances that he was doing aren't weren't mm-hmm. popular anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the things he said about the Queen were a little distasteful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it didn't help that uh, I said it 
both before, during, and after. Oh what yeah, happened. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was saying it too, but I wasn't famous on TikTok, so nobody cared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, Chris I was, was just, just shouting out his place. cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she she was actually paid less than half of what she was paid back in the uh, the world days, but uh, she had like a, a nice brownstone. She had uh, she would hire like uh, poor like working women as secretaries and stuff and like the other people in like the offices and stuff that she would like come in and out of would like always you know complain that they were like oh there's beggars outside she's like those Mm -hmm. are my employees (laughs) 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 and uh the only the only people for (laughs) people would even remark about this they would go but if if a woman had like a slight english accent she'd be like get the fuck out Fuck. <laughs> 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 Fucking hate the English. Yeah, yeah. It would just it, it would come back, you know what I mean? She uh she would She's even like, like, not, like I'm not English, I'm pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the original hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> she uh she hated the telephone. Uh, I, don't like, I don't care for it either. She refused to use it uh, except to call the newspaper and, like, when shit went wrong, mm-hmm. and she would bitch out everybody, like, straight up from, like, the editor all the way down, like, you know? Put me on, put me on speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Which they didn't have at the time. Uh, but, yeah, she, she of course, had a, you know, she was back up to her, you know, social, champion of social justice, uh, champion of charity. Uh, she was anti-capital uh, punishment. Um yeah. And yeah, she she tried her best to take care of people and and uh, you know help help charities as well. Now, although her health was sort of failing, I guess uh, she never slowed down. She didn't sleep very much. She never took a vacation. She never took a day off, and she refused to take medicine or, or anything like that of any kind because she was, was a Christian scientist. <laughs> it was a point of pride. It was it was like. It was like admitting she wasn't tough, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, no. Oh, so that. regular Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> She's not, no, eating creatine by the, the truckload. So she, yeah, she just kind of like really wore herself out. You know what I mean? On January, uh, basically in, 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 in January of 1922, she caught pneumonia. And uh, on the, she was taken to the hospital. And uh, on the uh, in the early morning of January 27th, uh, 1922, Elizabeth Cochran Seaman, a.k.a. Nellie Bly, passed away. Hmm. And I think she was, see, I, I had one source say that she was 53. She was 57 mm-hmm. when she died. Oh. 57. She is buried in the Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx oh. uh, alongside... Not alongside, but in the same cemetery as Elizabeth Bisland, mm. who also mm. died of pneumonia, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was business uh, Bisland time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> She's and, like, it's Bisland time. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> She's like, you know, like business time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. And then uh, she died. And then she and, died. Uh, uh, the bat- joke didn't land. Okay, later. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> and also. Bat Masterson is also buried there as well. The bat. But yeah, that is the the life of the truly legendary Nellie Bly. 
Uh, that was nuts. I like she her. She was amazing. That's absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. She went on Nelly many Bly adventures. Dressing down St. Peter and God <laughs> yeah. as we speak. Yeah. yeah. In perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, she is, uh, yeah, in the annals of, of American history, I just think she's one of the most interesting people in American history, period. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I was curious um, over the course of the story that, you know, I was like, wow, you know, like, how come nobody's made any movies about this? Oh, Turns yeah. out. Um, yeah. ah. um, well, I mean, most Nellie Bly related content out there. Yeah. Not not the stuff that, you know, me and Zach are into, but, uh, <laughs> but the actual stuff is mostly stuff uh, involving her stay in Blackwell's. Um, yes. There's Christina escaping... Ricci. Yeah. Christina Ricci plays Nellie Bly in, a, I think, a Lifetime movie. No, uh, really? Depicting huh. the Blackwell's Island, 10 Days in a Madhouse. There, there's one that has uh, an actress I've never heard of named Caroline Berry, but it also has Christopher Lambert and Kelly LeBrock. That came out in 2015, which oh. feels like yesterday and was almost a decade ago. And then there's one in 2019, and that's the one that has Christina Ricci uh, escaping yeah. the madhouse. There's also a 1981 TV movie called The Adventures yeah. of Nellie Bly, as well as a uh, there's like kind of like a web like kind of like, I don't know, it's it's an animated documentary, so it's probably animated stills. Yeah, it's, um, it's, from, it's from the Atlantic, and it's actually done really well. And it's, yeah. it focuses on 10 Days in Madhouse. Okay, so uh, that's Nelly Bly makes the news. Yeah, I think that's okay. uh, on YouTube, and I think the yeah. Atlantic put that out, I believe. Yeah. It's, it's so, really well done. Huh. So yeah, there is some stuff out there. If, uh, if you don't yeah. feel like reading, but you want more Nelly, it's out there. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, I'm, I'm going to post... Uh, the sources and links to those, uh, to those articles, especially the, uh, uh, the World War One ones, uh, they're they're all yeah. collected on on this one uh, one place. I found them all, so I I would definitely encourage you to go read some of that stuff. And yeah, our our sources. By the way, I don't think I mentioned our sources, uh, but our sources are these. Of course, Nellie Bly, Ten Days in a Madhouse, uh, Nellie Bly, Around the World in Seventy Two Days. And 80 Days by Matthew Goodman. And this is about uh, basically uh, Elizabeth Bislin and Nellie Bly going around the world. Yeah, uh, those are my sources. Uh, all great, all great stuff. Uh, go mm -hmm. read some Nellie Bly. It's, it's pretty good. It's definitely of a time, but it's pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, Matthew Goodman's book is great. Uh, it really is. Go check that out as well. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Fucking I. That was a great episode. I thought it was great. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Uh, um, I, I clearly was not having any fun at all. The <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, I love. You can see it on your yeah. face. You were just like, I don't like women. I don't like stories about women. I definitely <laughs> love, don't like stories that make women look uh, in any sort of positive light. Yeah. It was written all over your face, Tyler. I like. Uh, I like stories about um, you know um, old, older men dealing mm -hmm. with. Uh, the later stages of their life, you know, coming to terms yeah. with a lot of things. Yeah. So mm. this was uh, outside Men. the box of what I enjoy. <laughs> I like, I like, uh, dramedy shows, uh, that are about a man who feels insecure in his life and he yeah. learns to, uh, <laughs> take back pow the power of control and usually yeah. by doing things that are very illegal. Yeah. Yeah. You so are I, an I, Ayn Rand fan. 
<laughs> uh, that describe Breaking Bad and Vince Gilligan, the, yeah, the television Gilligan programs of Vince Gilligan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, uh, can, yeah, I, can uh, I can I real yeah. quick can I address uh, what what spooky season is going to be this year? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah so, yeah. So yeah. uh, when this episode comes out, it will be my wedding day. I'm going to get married. Yes. Um, when you're listening to Congrats. this, it will be that day, and I am going to go on a honeymoon, right? Mm-hmm. So I won't really have time to do the spooky season in the way we have done it in the past. I apologize for that. I know it's y'all's favorite. It's our favorite, too. We're going to do something a little different this year, and I think you're going to enjoy it. I really do. We got we got some cool shit planned for you. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Mention that. And in addition to that, it can't happen again because we're all already married. So sorry, yeah, ladies, exactly. first of all. Second of all, um, you know, they, this kind of disruption just can't, can't transpire mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If it does, that's paddling. Yeah. <laughs> that's a demerit. Yeah. For every divorce, there's a paddling. Uh, yeah. And that is a Simpsons reference. It yes, is. It is. It is. Sure is. Anyway, we are the History Boys. I am Chris Whedon. Thank you for listening. And I am gonna just I'm just gonna sign off, I guess. That's what I do. All right. right. Okay, bye. Right. Well, I'm I'm Tyler Armitrout and I'm also a history boy. Uh, I enjoyed the crap out of this episode, and if you did too, there's so many ways you can let us know. You can go to historyboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you'd like to hear. You can also go to um, our Patreon, sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Um, sign up sign up for five, get a shout-outs. Uh, you also get uh, access to the Patreon content for the first 30 days. Do 10 bucks. That, that way you get access to everything uh, before that, the Discord, the shout-out, uh, the new episodes of the Patreon stuff and everything in the vault. Um, outside of that, just give us, uh, you know, give us a five-star review, give us yeah. a like, give us the thumbs up on the old YouTube. Uh, totally acceptable way. Yeah, give us a follow. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this... Like button. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're listening to us on, um, on, on the Wii U, give us a yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that a thing uh i think it was um <laughs> they they had their own little social network on there and you can give people yes um so oh, all yasm the one person who gets that they're gonna be like sweet me verse reference anyway yeah. um but uh but yeah so um that's that's yeah. that you know that's, that's fucking it all right uh and i am zach mech I am a history boy. You got I'm also right. a traveling boy. Mm-hmm. So it feels good to be back home, at least for a little while. Yeah, good to have you back. Indeed. Yes, it yeah. is. And I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love each and every one of our listeners, uh, especially our Patreon listeners. But of course, we do love our, you know, our lurker, our shadow listeners mm-hmm. as well. The sneaky uh, boys, as yeah. I like to call thank them. You, thank you so much. For, for listening to the show and sharing it with your friends. Again, so you have something to talk about these days that's mm-hmm. not news. It's, uh, you know, it's stuff that old is... News. It's old news. news that already it's happened. Old news. Yes. It's, it's the olds. But it's, it's new to you. Yeah. You, know, or, you know, maybe you want to, I don't know, brighten your day. We are here to like, do that. We are here to brighten yeah, yeah. your day. Hear about all uh, the atrocities Flex on your family. Because you know something family. that they don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, follow us on all the social medias. You know what they are. 
Um, yeah. Mr. Sack Nick. Love you, bye. Yay! Oh, Next time, or I guess we won't.